Welcome, Welcome to, to the Asian Soup Podcast. Podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Rox. And I'm Andy. Woo! So excited to be here. First guest. <laughs> I know. Yes. Whoa, what a privilege. Crazy. Yes. It's crazy. Thanks so much, Andy, for being on the show. I mean, I met you literally 15 minutes ago in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know Jules already, like, from way back so today we really wanted to get to know more about you and um your journey and um you know even just get some tips from you about how you tell a story and you know how, what your your kind of challenges getting to where you are yeah mm-hmm. uh, but before that oh, oh, before, before that. that what is your favorite asian soup yes that is a very important question. That is a very important question. It is. Um, I would say of all time, really okay. specifically, the chicken laksa from Happy Chef, which is now in Sussex Street Ooh. Food Court upstairs. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, yes, yes. But for some reason in my mind, I associate laksa with like breakouts. So I don't eat oh, it that much. Yes, yes. But I think it's so tasty. Yeah. A lot of laksa can be super orange, but this one's quite it's quite yellow. Yeah. And maybe I just associate it's that with creamy. like a chicken flavor. Yeah. Yeah. And the last time I had it, I had to have a nap afterwards. <laughs> but it was like extremely tasty the whole time. Yeah. yeah. So I probably, so, um, I don't eat that often, but that's probably my creme de la creme mm. Asian soup. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Laksa. Have you tried that before? Yeah, I have. It's I a have. good one. The food court one. Yeah. Yeah. And they have like a peg system. <laughs> yeah. Like no computers, pigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get the food court chopsticks. Yeah. The tray. Yeah. They yeah. bust your table up. Yeah. Yeah. That's my number one. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Oh, well, maybe like what – do you have a mem- any memories with it? Like why – like, I mean, well, the, it, it tastes great, but there must be some other memories attached to it. Uni lunch? You, you even earlier. Oh, so I used, to, earlier? I used to hang out in the city when I was in high school. Oh. We used to have a lot of free time. But what we are you really, doing? <laughs> your school's not even that close digging? to the city. No, but there's like a bus right outside. It was like, because it was just like me and my brothers had a lot of free time when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Especially because we were raised by like our mum, just our mum, like mm-hmm. single parent. Yeah. So she used to be like, just don't get hurt. Like you can do whatever you want. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Working, right? so, <laughs> that's so cool. So we used to go to the city and stuff, but we didn't do anything. Like we had no agenda. <laughs> Like we weren't even uh, like that's called loitering. Yeah, we we're literally <laughs> just loitering, and like we had like no money. But I remember like well, maybe towards the end of high school, like there was used to be the food court in um, Market City. Do you remember like the old yes. food court there? Yes, mm. and that's where Happy Chef used to be. Yeah, mm. so that was like one of yes. the first meals yeah. I had out where oh. I felt like cultured. Like, oh, oh I'm cultured. gonna make this my dish. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna make this my yeah, dish. Yeah, this is my favorite from Market yeah. City. Yeah, yeah, that was, like, yeah. The only yeah, dish, yeah. but <laughs> it just people like I yeah. like the laksa at Market yeah. City. Yeah. So this yeah. probably has that specialness mm. ah. to it. Yeah. I love that. And I love talking about Chinatown like when you're a kid because, I, I, you know, just growing up I'd go there as well and yeah. go to Galaxy World and yeah. get lunch the and Galaxy walk, World. Walk, yeah, just Gal- walk around. The old um, McDonald's yeah. outside the entertainment center <laughs> yeah. and all the seagulls. Yes, and, and, <laughs> and pigeons. All, yeah, and pigeons, yeah, yeah, like that. For yeah. anyone who doesn't know, uh, like it's your first episode <laughs> watching us, we're from Sydney. So yeah. this is all like around town hall area. Yeah. That was like kind of the place to be, I guess, yeah. like when we were in high school, which is like 2005-ish. Yeah. And, and if there was a mystery to how old we are, this is like a huge clue. <laughs> this is like a huge piece of the puzzle. Huge. Like they can figure it out, but this is a big piece. <laughs> yeah. I actually told someone I was 31 the other day. 
you lied. I'm 32. <laughs> I actually <laughs> thought I was 31, but I'm 32. No, because you I just forget. had your birthday a few months oh, ago. You're so. so sweet. Yeah. I just, I was like, oh my God, I just keep forgetting how old I am. I'm, I'm the opposite. So yeah. I'm also... You add the years. Yeah, well, people <laughs> might not know, but I'm, I'm a twin brother. Mm-mm. Yeah. And um, my brother, Chris, we look nothing alike. No, Everyone yeah. just thinks nothing we're best alike. friends. <laughs> we're not. Um, but Chris has this habit of just telling everyone we're a year older already. So he's like, we're 32 <laughs> years old. But this is like when we just turned 31. Do you know what I mean? Like, like year... I'm pretty much 32. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much. He's like, you're 32. Round it up. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm always a year older mm. than I actually am. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Like, the, let's talk about your, like, having a twin. Yes. What yeah. was, because you didn't know that. Rox didn't no, know. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought you were just brothers because mm. I've heard of Chris before and I've, yeah, I was just stalking you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I thought you were brothers. And then Julia was like, oh, they're twins. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Extremely not identical. Yeah. Like yeah. the most extreme version yeah. of the identical. Yeah. Um, but you guys are so creative. Like you're both so, so yeah. creative. Yeah. How is that so, possible? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it felt like in a lot of ways, I feel like early on, Chris helped me out with a lot of stuff and figuring stuff out. Mm-hmm. But then now that we've gotten older, it's really great because we can just support each other mm-hmm. and help mm-hmm. each other out with jobs literally, but also mm-hmm. just bounce ideas off each other mm-hmm. or kind of just um what's the word like i feel like as you get older some people might ask you like why are you doing this but with mm. me and chris it's always been like how are we going to do it oh, like yeah. that type of thing yeah, yeah. oh my god yeah. why are you asking me why yeah, like just but- we're just Doing it now, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because so, he knows you so closely already, yeah. and we're both like yeah. crazy. So it's, it's <laughs> oh, so it's yeah. never a question of like, if I was like, I want to make a short film, Chris would be like, Oh, how are you gonna get lights? It's never like, Why are you doing that? Yeah. It's more like, Yeah, how are you gonna do it? Yeah. Oh my Which, god. Yeah. It I feels like kind of like our relationship. Yeah. Like if I say anything crazy, Rox like, wouldn't be like, No, it's never a no. It's like, <laughs> Okay, cool. Like. What are we going to do next? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or she'll say something like doubly crazy. Yeah. And it's there's something really magical about that. If you have yeah. someone, yeah. it's just like, I don't know. You, you keep can do adding anything. on. Yeah. You, you focus on doing it rather than um, the, the thinking worry too much about it. it. Like it's important to think about it, but it's also like, let's do it and then see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Especially like, in doing anything, there'll always be people that tell you like, especially people who don't do it. There's a lot of people who don't do it. And they're the ones who will be like, why are you doing this? Because they yeah. don't understand. Is but, there like something, like a memory there that you want to share? Like where someone, you, you're going to do something and they said, why are you doing this? I'm going to name names specifically. Oh. <laughs> it's more yes. just, well, because like the people we kind of um, went to high school with or grew up with, mm-hmm. And like this area we kind of grew up in, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like a creative hub. So a lot of people mm-hmm. kind of did more like, not in like a derogatory term, but more yeah. straight and narrow stuff. Just like yeah. kind of normal expected careers. Yeah. And anything else that's not that is either hard to understand or like feels to them more mm-hmm. left of field than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it just felt like, in the first yeah actually probably up until recently like it felt like yeah like recently in the sense that like 
once they've seen you've been doing it enough, they don't ask the questions anymore. But mm. you get those questions like, how much money do you earn? How much did this pay? Oh my gosh. People yeah, ask that? Yeah. Like, you just, because that's, I don't know, I guess that's a metric of like success. success. <laughs> yeah, like a little bit, right? Like, mm. Yeah. And to be fair, that's how they would understand things. But mm-hmm. um, it's just a lot of those experiences, and especially yeah. in creative industries or stuff that we do. Mm-hmm. You can't, it's not necessarily be like, it does if it didn't do this, it meant, it meant it was a failure. Like yeah, it's like it's hard yeah. to equate what that success That's means. Hard. That's yeah. really hard. Were there times where like you just kinda of, kinda of wanted to stop doing like pursuing your creative path? Um well kind of full circle. That's like mm-hmm. the sick thing about having like Chris or a twin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then making friends who also do similar stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because since they get what you do, mm-hmm. they're like constantly gene you up. Yeah. So then you start to realise it doesn't matter what these people think. It yeah. more matters what these people think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like finding yeah. finding the people who actually support what you do yeah. and not yeah. question you. Yeah. 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 And I when think they, that's important. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, I think maybe it would be nice to give a bit of context to our viewers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like what you're doing now. Because like, we yeah. just sort of been talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you have a pretty crazy like job title, should we say? Yeah. I don't know. Well, especially... Um, in the last couple of years, I've had to pitch for things like mm-hmm. pitch for interviews and stuff. So it's like, what is your role? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I broadly say content creator slash editor mm-hmm. slash like section curator. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like a whole wrap up mm-hmm. of everything. But I kind of guess I just say, oh, and sometimes and journalists too, but mm-hmm. I kind of broadly view it as like content creating because I guess it feels like everything's content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I feel like content creator, people think it's like YouTube. At least for me, when someone says content creator, it's you, normally YouTube. Is that mm, what you think? No, no I, I, well, I don't know. I think because I was in, I don't know, in marketing or digital marketing, content creation is very broad. You yeah. could be YouTube, could be Instagram, could be editorial, could be writing videos. I don't know. It's could mm. just anything that someone mm. can consume or read or tell something. Yeah. Then I feel like it's you know content creation. I don't know. Yeah. What, what is it to you? Mm. Well, that's kind of, well, when I initially would tell, figuring out, I always thought content creation was like an influencer. Yeah. But now, oh, but yeah, now yeah. influencer is an influencer. Yeah. So now I kind of yeah. think more along those lines. We're just, yeah. whether it's writing, creating video or anything, yeah. it's all content. So I yeah, just kind yeah. of feel it in that way. Just any medium, as long mm. as there's some kind of communication of content. Um, yeah. Influence is so broad too. It is. Now. It is. Yeah. yeah. Are we influencers? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when we have 100k yeah. followers. <laughs> I want to be right in- now. We're like we're podcasters. Yeah, we're just uh, podcasters. Mi- micro influencers. Like, That's ooh. the term. The, the oh. industry term. Micro influencers. Well, I would like to say okay. I made my friend buy a bathtub. Oh, you did. Yeah, Jay bought a bathtub. I influenced her. To buy a bathtub? Yeah, a portable one. In the one. first, episode, first episode, episode, she put a link in our video. And, and my friend bought it. Yeah. And she loves it, by the way. <laughs> Is it a good bathtub? Oh my God, it's so good. I'll link it <laughs> down below. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I wish I was an influencer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, that's kind of like what we want to do yeah. too. Yeah, I want, I want to be What one. kind of influencer? Yeah. I guess I just want to kind of like what I'm doing now, but just more eyes on me. And not because mm-hmm. of like ego, just so I can get yeah. direct people more towards the things I'm already trying to direct them towards mm-hmm. already. Yeah, a uh, bit of context. Andy's a freelancer and d- writes writes and produces content for other brands. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
you know, the next step will be to create your own brand and create content through there, right? Yes, and that's something hopefully later in the year will kind of uh, will kind of come up, especially with me and Chris, maybe a few of our other friends. And maybe we can come back on the podcast and talk about it. Oh, that would be so cool. That's so yeah. cool. Little Stay Easter tuned. Egg. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I also thought it would be really nice, um, well, not nice, but, like, interesting for you to, like, break down, like, what um, kind of content creation you do. Like, could you do it in, like, percentages? Um, maybe we could do, like, a pie chart here <laughs> yeah. of, like, is it, you know, 10% video, 50% writing? Like, what does it sort of look like maybe in the past, like, few months? Um, a lot of it's been writing, especially mm-hmm. since the pandemic, just yeah. because it's kind of the easiest yeah. to get over the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do video, so if it's percentage, maybe it's recently. Recently, it's kind of been like um, I've done some Zoom interviews recently, so recently it's been like maybe seventy percent writing, thirty percent video work. Mm-hmm. But before, I also used to do like these illustrated interviews and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So before, it was a lot more like the pie was a lot more split up. Yeah. But recently, it's pretty much been like video and writing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And for our viewers who don't know you, um, what kind of writing do you do? I do a lot of written interviews and a lot of um, editorial style writing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, as I was saying before, it's not like. It's facts in my mind. Like, this yeah. is the biggest thing ever, but I'm not sure if yeah. it's like a hard fact. <laughs> um, yeah, and I do a lot of um, interviews with artists, mm-hmm. a lot of now Asian acts, and a lot of, um, I, know, I guess a lot of things do with culture, like mm-hmm. arts and culture and stuff like that. So that's kind mm-hmm. of my field of writing. Uh, culture, is that like Asian culture? Asian culture, but I've done stuff in the past for like... Um, Stuff for like art museums a little bit, mm. like interviews with art museums, stuff to do with film festivals. Uh, recently been doing some collaborations with streaming services. <laughs> so, so stuff like that. Like yeah. big ones like Netflix? Ooh. Well, that's another thing. That's one of my also other hustles that hasn't bore that much fruit. But I'm technically like a Netflix cultural ambassador. Oh my gosh. Are you? Yeah. But, it, but yeah, but it's writing so like, cool. but it hasn't like, it's not the best. <laughs> yeah. what do you do there oh well, i'm meant to write like so it's also a freelance gig mm-hmm. and it's writing social media about netflix shows and stuff like that like squid oh. game <laughs> that was one of them so i put a thought i was like can i write about squid game oh yeah but i guess it's a large topic we can talk mm. about how like in australia a lot of like asian media specifically doesn't get traction on like the um what's the word like on the account side. So it might there might be lots of fans of it and lots of people watching. Yeah. Uh, but it takes a lot of like steps and hoops to get through on that side. That as in sense. as in to actually have it posted yeah. on, on yeah. the platform. On on Netflix AU or something. Yeah. Oh. And even okay. be yeah. So yeah. I've been lucky in my interviews and stuff mm-hmm. to get a lot of stuff over the line mm-hmm. that has been like Asian acts and stuff. Yeah. But it's like there's not many people doing it. Do you realize that like you're making a difference? I don't know, but do you realize like if you weren't writing it, no one would see it? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're saying that not many people are doing it. So it's actually really important that you're doing it. Do you I, feel that? Or do you know? Do you know I, what I mean? Yeah. I feel it in the sense that 
when I look around, there's not a lot of people doing it. Yeah. So I'm like, if I wasn't doing this, no one yeah. else would be doing yeah. it. Yeah. Like, where do you even read it if yeah. no one's writing about yeah. it? Yeah. So in that sense, I do. But in terms of like, it can be up and down in terms of like how many people are actually engaging with it. Mm. And that's okay. a bit of thing where like, a little bit where like, I got to get the wind in like my sales for myself and like my support networks. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's been some stuff that I thought of has been really cool. Mm-hmm. that hasn't done that well in terms of engagement mm-hmm. yeah but then some things that I thought were cool mm-hmm. that other people thought were cool so that worked mm-hmm. out really nicely but mm-hmm. it can be up and down in terms of that type yeah. of stuff that's interesting interesting yeah because it might also be about marketing or timing of putting it out or <laughs> um yeah yeah there's a lot of different factors as well so yeah interesting especially in Australia like reaching fan bases yeah can be quite hard mm-hmm because a lot of them can kind of be like in areas of the internet that I'm not familiar with. <laughs> like, for instance, like re- reaching certain like K-pop fan bases can be like quite hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How do you do that? It's yeah. hard. Like it's just, like Facebook groups. like following? Facebook groups, hashtags, time of day you're posting. Oh, and wow. you just hope that they reshare it and you hope <laughs> that it picks up traction. Wow. Yeah. But stuff like that. Yeah, because those metrics are important for you, your work, right? Because that's what you use for as your like portfolio, I guess, or not so much. It's important because, like, even though I'm a freelancer, I still very much like they're paying me to do this. So even mm-hmm. if I'm pitching the stories or I'm just kind of getting away with it, yeah, mm-hmm. like I don't want it to not do well, yeah, because it's also yeah. like reflects on the website, yeah, right. So is it um, views that? views is yeah that it's, it's pretty much views yeah metric mm. yeah but then in that sense too like i also like because there have been a few times i put stuff out like they don't do well mm-hmm. but i don't regret it because i'm like i thought this was really cool and yeah. i still oh, think it's cool nice. yeah, yeah yeah but i just i still get that like i'm like i'm not so delusional that i'm like who cares what numbers it gets yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean i'm like <laughs> yeah. as long as it's out in the world like yeah. that's all it's important there's still a part of me that's yeah. like I want, I want, I want everything to do well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, you've done some pretty like cool um, pieces, yeah. like editorials, and you know, I was like, I know you, you are interviewing pretty like high profile <laughs> people. Um, do we, you know, do you want to talk, maybe share with us like some of your experiences around that? Yeah, like your favorite, your top favorites. Or yeah. Uh, yes, I'd love to. So I was just thinking <laughs> off the top of my head. Um, yeah, so I've been doing this maybe like three or four years, maybe four years. It's a long time. It feels yeah. weird, right? Yeah, Being it feels that. strange. Yeah, 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 it feels like it's only been like, like maybe like six months. Yeah. Um, and my main website I write for is Life for Andy. Mm-hmm. Shouts out Life for Andy. <laughs> um, and they've been really great. Because mm. they kind of just let, they just kind of trust me to write stuff. So good. And that was kind of like Chris was doing some work for them before, and I kind of got my foot in the door through a friend of ours, Twenty Four Karat Kev, who was working there before. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of just trust and still trust me just to kind of do the things I want. Mm. Mad love, right? Mad love. So that's the section I run. It's yeah. meant to be like the arts and culture section, but it's kind of now just like evolved into just things i like, <laughs> kind of thing, like i love that which is strange yeah so that's crazy and there's still yeah. a part of me which is like i can't believe they get let me get away with this like no, some, but it's really good stuff like what yeah. you've got on there like okay yeah. guys interview with hetty yeah 
If you don't know Hetty, oh my God, I'm getting like goosebumps just saying <laughs> it out loud. Eric Nam. Yeah. Daniel Kang. Yeah. Um, who else? Like Hyok- Hyokko. Yeah. What the um, hell? Takeshi Murakami. That oh was a crazy God. one. That's crazy. That's a surreal one. Um, and that was when I got to in person. Wow. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's really strange. Um, Yeah, probably my, so probably my favorites have been Eric Nam was one because I got to do that one. All the ones I've done in person Mm -hmm. are the coolest because like the ones that have been written interviews, they're they're cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're cool. They're really cool. Like I'm really, I'm really, uh, I'm really like humble that I got them. Yeah. Humble Mm -hmm. or like really gracious. Um, but it's just different when you get to see the person in person and yeah. ask some questions to their face and kind of yeah. react off them. Yeah. So Eric yeah. Nam was one because he was like the sweetest guy ever. And he's like perfect. He speaks perfect English as well. You don't have that language barrier. Yeah. And we kind of got, and we kind of got hooked up through that. That was kind of like, um, I was talking to my friend who kind of hooked it up. She works in music. Mm-hmm. We'll go name unnamed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that kind of felt like we got away with something because she was working outside of office hours to get that done. Oh, wow. And we're thank kind of, you, friends. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you, friends. And we're kind of working overtime just to get our foot in the door. Wow. And when we got our foot in the door, we were just like, we're going to run with it. So yeah. we just asked him. We got our friend Michael Kim to help interview him too. Sweet Michael Kim. And we just asked him all these questions about his career, about Asian representation, about how mm-hmm. hard it was making career. And he was like the nicest guy, Aww. like and full like smiley. And he had that kind of he's um, smiley. He's from Atlanta, so he had like even though his accent doesn't have it, he had a bit of like, southern hospitality. He's oh, like ask so away, nice. and I'm oh, like, whoa, this is the wow. best. Yeah. Um. So he was definitely a highlight for sure. Yeah. And then I don't know. I've just had like, I've been really lucky. Mm-hmm. Like I've had like a lot of things work out. Mm-hmm. Which if I had asked myself in like my mid twenties or even earlier, like, my early twenties. I wouldn't have believed it just oh because God. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. actually crazy because I've known you since uni days, right? Yeah, and yeah, it's just so much has changed over the past ten years for Asian media and also Australian media. And you're sort of like in this in between space. It's like the sweet spot, and it, I mean, it's a sweet spot looking back at it now, but. At the time, it was like this messy thing and you were just like trying to make sense out of it and yeah. just connecting things. <laughs> yeah. And How so did you do that? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's, it very much felt like, so at the beginning, I was doing a lot of like artist interviews. So a lot of interviews with like muralists and illustrators. Mm. Like local Aussie ones, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it slowly crept up. I'm like, I'm going to try hitting up an international person. Yeah. And then it came through. I'm like, oh, this is like. Yeah. crazy. Yeah. It was like the power of cold calling. Yeah. I was just like. I'm just going to hit them up. Yeah. See what happens. They might not reply, but who yeah. cares? So what right? did you do? Like just send them an email? Yeah. Just a very courteous email. Like, hi, my name. And I actually have. <laughs> yeah. Hi, my name is Andrew Yee and I do this and that. And I think I'm a really like, um, actually have like. It's actually, a, that could be. A good, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that could be like one of those online courses. Like, yeah. Journalism courses. Yeah, like, like could be you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> could be making like 20 uh, bucks off everyone. Yeah, yeah. Just like how to write like a very nice email. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And then it slowly worked out and I just kept pushing it in terms of being like, maybe what if I hit up this person? Or what if I hit up mm-hmm. this artist? And then what if I hit up this Asian act? Like, mm-hmm. how would this work? And it just was like learning on mm. the job. So was that? your curiosity that did it then like you just yeah yeah. well especially like it feels like this is from my point of view just Mm -hmm. 
It feels like in 2016, especially with like. Oh, very specific. Yeah. So specific. So, 2016, July. Well, it felt like that that time period was kind of like a turning point for Korean stuff that also opened the gates for like a lot of Asian media. What happened in, yeah, what what happened? Happened in 2016? Well, I remember because like the band, like Hyuko and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, have you seen this? It's like an indie band out of Korea. I'm like, I didn't know Korea made like indie rock. Oh, because you, you didn't know Korean uh, music so much then, before then, right? No, I just knew like really right. basic K-pop, like girls, yeah, general, like yeah, all the yeah. stuff that was in high school. And then there was a big mm-hmm. gap. And then everyone's like, have you heard of these rappers out of Korea? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this? And is that felt, when Show Me The Money was yeah, like getting picking. popular? Yeah, like picking. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's when like Jay Park started popping yeah. off. And then, um, yeah, because I remember really distinctly, I think it was just like, I was just writing art stuff. I was like, what is this? Because me and Chris went to Korea for the first time that year. Oh, so I remember, I remember it very this. distinctly, very distinctly. <laughs> um, and I had gout on that trip. That's when I started getting gout. Getting what? Gout. You know that gout. like it's like the oh, rich no. people's disease, but it's not really. Um, <laughs> oh, like it's in your it's something to do with your diet or something. No. Yeah. What's gout? Well, it's yeah. basically like <laughs> your body can't break down uric acids as much, so it's okay. But like every once in a while, like one of your joints will inflame, and it's oh. usually like your foot. Oh, oh my gosh! Wait, is it really serious? Huh? Was it yeah. serious? No, because you take a pill. But at the time, oh. I didn't know. So oh. I thought I'd like twist my ankle and I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. So the whole oh. career trip, it was my foot was like big and sensitive. Oh, no. and I was just slamming it into like sidewalks and stuff. Oh my God. Super painful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a full crazy. I got gout like the day before we left. Do you have any tips for anyone who may have gout and don't know? Just drink heaps of water. Mm-hmm. Go to the doctor, get the pills because the pills get rid of it. Like mm-hmm. the gout attack in like... <laughs> Two hours. Oh, God. But okay. otherwise, it's like awful. Gosh, it sounds so painful. Yeah. It is very painful. That happened in Korea. Yeah. yeah. But that's why I remember 2016 so well. Because oh, so many sense. things happened. Yeah. Big year. Um, yeah. So I think Chris was showing me that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is so exciting. The what Korean is this stuff? K pop stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. K pop and like K indie stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like, I think it was around that time too, like Train to Busan came out. Mm-hmm. So everyone was like, have you seen Korean movies? But then <laughs> oh, it felt yeah. like that kind of opened the gate for other. Like, I remember that time too, like, in our cinemas, we started having more Chinese films. Yeah. Some a little bit more, like, Taiwanese films. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it felt so new. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, And then, yeah, maybe a year later, I was like, I'm going to try and, like, ask some of these people, like, do you want to do an Australian interview? Okay, that's, like, not normal, like, for someone to think that. <laughs> yeah. As in, like, you got to, you know what I mean? Like, the average person won't be like, ooh, like, K-pop's really cool, Um, you know, I like. I think. Is it because, like, you're in that space? I think what's... I don't... Yeah, is it? Or I don't know. I think... As, like, a journalist. I think me and Chris have always just had, like, a bad habit of making the things we like a part of our work. So, Chris, think, yeah. so Chris is, like, now animation. But he's like, I've always liked animated stuff. I want to yeah. see if I can do it. And yeah. now it's, like, a huge part of his bread <laughs> and butter. I love that. Yeah. I think yeah. I, it's really interesting that what has gotten you here is all the things you've really loved and when you said oh i'm lucky or oh you know they just let me run with what i like but clearly there is value in your taste or what you like or what you're writing and your point of view so it's really not just luck but what you like is actually interesting and making you know people you know excited about something right so that's you know 
Yeah. Props to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you are very talented. Yeah. You're a great you. writer. And have you seen his art as well? I know. It's not even your main thing, right? Art. <laughs> That's like no, a side but thing. But your know. art is like so good. Yeah. Uh, but I never like, not even like saying modestly. Like I don't really view myself as like a talented person. Oh my God. Because it felt like yeah. nothing. I was talking to a bit about this with like Chris and just other people. Mm-hmm. It felt like. I don't feel like I'm innately good at anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like I'm just um, either delusional or whatever, just to give it a try and mm-hmm. keep trying. Delusional is mm-hmm. a strong word. Yeah, I don't know what the word is. Like, I guess like you could like maybe you're just generalist. Like you just yeah. Kind of... Like I'm just like willing to put my hand up and try yeah. things. Yeah. And always sincerely going like I'm going to do a good job at this, mm-hmm. and then when it doesn't turn out as good, I'm like oh I need to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Love that. everything. Yeah. Love that. Um Yeah, but it's been very validating in the like recently that mm-hmm. like let's say like K pop's blown up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Because also yeah. like it wasn't a phase. And also like I was right. Like this yeah. is this is a big thing. This is like important. Yeah. 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 So that stuff's been validating, yeah. Mm. How about like any challenges or you said 2016 was a big change like any kind of hurdles you had to get through when you were younger or or any oh first foot in the door kind of things because right now you're kind of have a journalism kind of area but you know it sounds like you've created things in different mediums like you're an artist you in general you like to make content make stories like kind of how do you juggle the different mediums you want to create as well um, oh, that's a good question. Sorry, I asked what a, a good few podcast. Questions. <laughs> <laughs> I asked a few oh questions God, there. Were, there were. Sorry, um, <laughs> any I'll answer anything, it will be fine. Yeah, just um, pick one. Um, I don't know. Well, it felt like when I was in my early twenties, mm-hmm. I had like no idea mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So if we're kind of like Chris Nolaning this, we started at the <laughs> end, and now we're going back to the middle, mm-hmm. yeah. the beginning. Um, yeah. so because I tried a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. um. Because I, like, I knew I wanted to do stuff, mm-hmm. but I just know what stuff was. No, you, yeah. I just knew mm-hmm. I wanted to do stuff, yeah. especially like going back to it, having Chris, but also meeting all these other people, seeing them do stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be doing that too, but I still don't know what. What stuff though? You must have had some people that you look up to or types of stuff that mm. um, you were sort of attract, like meaning. Um, well, in terms of like in my in like my personal world like that's when we started hanging out with a lot of artists yeah mm-hmm. so we had like of course chris our friends james Girat, mm-hmm. our other friend joe leung um frida who's <laughs> new book book just came out i'm so proud we have a copy she actually too. has another book that came out after oh, that amazing. as well i'll leave yeah. that one here <laughs> uh, amazing amazing i'm so proud of frida um our friends stella or oh, so many like like victoria garcia all these people but they were all doing kind of art. So at that mm. time, that's why I started doing art. Because I'm mm. like, oh, I want to do that too. Mm-hmm. I did like drawing and stuff like that. How old were you then, roughly? Oh, 24, 25 yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then through some of that art stuff, I did some video work. And then it it all, I don't know, it sounds like, I don't know, it, doesn't, it sounds like um, very hippy-dippy, but it was more like, once I got over that hump of like being intimidated to try stuff, it felt like things kind of came my way. But it feels like in a short time, but it's probably longer than I thought. 
Mm. Yeah, but the opportunities and stuff start presenting themselves the more I put myself out there. Yeah. Like, I guess it sounds really obvious now that I'm saying it out loud. But at the time, it would have been hella messy. Yeah, it was very messy. Yeah. So, like, I guess a lot of those challenges would have been like indecisiveness because now it feels so sure. But at the time, <laughs> I was like, am I good at this? Like, yeah, what were some of those sort of thoughts um, back then? Still, even now, big ones like financial because mm. it is hard to make like. Like we're talking with one of our friends about this, but there is like a realistic scenario where like we might not be able to buy property mm. like or take out like a million dollar mortgage. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just because the nature of the industry can be so up and down. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's that. There's also those kind of self-esteem issues of like, am I good at this? Like, does anyone like yeah. care about this stuff yeah. and doing it? Mm-hmm. Um, there's that. There's also stuff like... um. There's in case in partner with that, that stuff where you can pay yourself to other people. Mm. Like, oh, this person's so talented at it. Oh, yeah. I don't feel like I'm talented oh, at it. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Comparing. Um, yeah. What about like because you're Asian as well, being Asian in, you know, back then it's it was very different in Sydney. It wasn't as culturally diverse. I mean, you know what I mean. It was yeah. like especially media. And in the media. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. media, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, media. yeah it was definitely. Well, it's definitely um it was definitely challenging at first because you feel like a niche or like a token yeah token. Yeah, yeah yeah so you you like it's cool because you're working and mm-hmm. you get to put stuff out but then also you're aware that like there's only like three other people right so did you so you weren't like nervous about that it wasn't something that made you feel insecure or anything if anything you saw it more as like advantage yeah a little bit like, mm. i guess in the sense that too like i was just grateful like oh my god a website wants to like publish me you know what i mean like mm. <laughs> or wants to like do something and i feel like i don't know i feel like for me very personally yeah i never feel like i fully fit in to any like box cleanly mm. so i always kind of feel like a bit on the outside so mm-hmm. it's either like let that fully affect you or just like run with it yeah yeah mm-hmm. what kind of boxes for example well i feel like let's say even like the asian box i feel mm-hmm. like because of the way i look it's mm-hmm. not like oh you're like east asian or like <laughs> but you're you like korean stuff but also mm-hmm. you like film yeah. and like you know what i mean yeah, i'm like yeah. um and i guess when people hear me talk to like oh you're not like a stoic big guy you're like a talkative big guy you know these are all generalization <laughs> wow. God. um even these are all like generalizations but also yeah. like I guess, especially talking about before, mm-hmm. those are the boxes people see you mm-hmm. as. Like, I'm just very like. So odd. Asian, <laughs> yeah. the tall guy. Tall guy. Yeah. I, I don't know if you can tell, but Andy's really tall. He's quite tall. <laughs> so we have extra thick books yep. <laughs> leaning on, on the mic. Surf Cafe Living to support the microphone. And David Chang. Yeah, David yeah. Chang. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe I, like the white australian society box as well is that yeah, one that's one too yeah so it feels like all but i guess i feel like i've just always especially in the last like five or so years mm-hmm. i've always had such like a good support system mm-hmm. that it's never like got me down too long like yeah. i've always had people mm-hmm. talk about it, especially other asian creatives mm-hmm. and even in my own family of course talking about chris but also yeah. the extended networks that mm-hmm. I always have someone to talk to or bounce off or 
being like, I'm not crazy. They're crazy, right? And they're like, yeah, they're crazy. Like, yeah. Because when you're by so yourself, good. you can question yourself. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. What did your support system look like? Um, a lot um, a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Also, my girlfriend's an artist too. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's recently, went, recently went back to school. Mm. Um, which I'm so proud. <laughs> um, um, so, it's been a lot of friends. Of course, Chris. Um, and it's everyone and they all kind of do art or do mm. creative stuff now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and especially now that time's gone on, it's been reaching out a lot of people online who've mm-hmm. reached out. Mm-hmm. Um, or just people when you bump into them, they're like, oh, you did that thing. doesn't happen all the time. That makes you sound like I'm famous. But <laughs> yeah. even in the small yeah. pockets, that can yeah. go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, yeah. yeah. Those boxes don't matter really anymore. Yeah. Especially yeah. now in 2021 where everything's yeah. a, a little bit more fluid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Um, yeah, so I guess before I just kind of had like, what's it called? Like the horse blinders on? Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I'm just glad to be working. Oh, I'm glad mm-hmm. to be just doing something. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm on the other end of it, I'm glad it's working out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's interesting because you're like, you're very grateful. Like any type of work that comes your way, you're like, so always so grateful. Yeah. Is that just like your personality or is it because did you feel like there was like an element of luck there? I think a bit of both. I think it always feels, oh, it feels like there's always been luck, but maybe if I'm being like honest, why would I lie on this podcast too? Like, you know, I've been um, but if I'm being honest, it feels like I've been chasing a lot of things recently. Okay. And the fact that they're working out is also like a part of my effort. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but also too, I just feel like, like it feels like, it sounds coin to say, right? We love corny. We love corny. Yeah, like, we've got yeah. corn, 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 corn tea. tea. <laughs> but, like, the way, like, in terms of my attitude, let's say, like, interviewing, mm-hmm. like, some of these Korean artists, like, let's yeah. say Kang Daniel or, like, whatever, or even doing some stuff with some, like, the film festival, the Korean film festival and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Or recently, you guys can read my interview with Lee Nal Chi for the 60th <laughs> anniversary of diplomatic relations between Korea and Australia. Wow. Um, but they were, like, this folk group. This experimental mm-hmm. oh, group cool. that performed for it. Wow. Um, I feel like for me personally, like my attitude is like, if you trust me with the story, I can let people, I can communicate to people how important I think it is. And hopefully mm-hmm. they will think the same too. Mm-hmm. So I guess I feel lucky in a sense because some of these things I'm like, this is amazing. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, what a story. Yeah. yeah. But then the second layer is my job to be like, and now how do I package this? yeah so people also think it's important yeah 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 because been very few times i've gotten a story and been like <laughs> like yeah, yeah yeah like not really any time recently every yeah. time i've gotten something i'm like oh my god yeah yeah, yeah no yeah. one else is doing yeah. this like i can't yeah. like i still have that enthusiasm like yeah, i haven't gotten right. cynical enough yet to be like mm-hmm. yeah 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 i feel like because you're so um like grateful for these opportunities it's almost like i don't know you comes to you as a surprise like like a surprise element like is it because i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say here but it's like you're doing something different maybe that's what it is like you know you're doing something different like something that's sort of never been done before is do you reckon that's why you feel like so grateful and lucky does that make sense yeah i think i think so and also because i think of myself as like a normal person so there's a part of me where i'm like i was talking to you before the podcast like anyone could be doing this yeah yeah Mm -hmm. or like there are people I know who also like the same thing, but they just haven't had the chances to do it mm-hmm. like I've had. Yeah. 
or but then that no no thinking about it, but then also like i chase those chances so it's kind yeah. of like mm. not necessarily a chicken and egg situation but like <laughs> when i you're, fl- you're opening the doors like you're welcoming those stories mm-hmm. to come to you like people yeah. will find you to write yeah. that kind of thing too yeah. because of what you've done before mm. yeah. so yeah yeah keeps building yeah (laughs) Yeah. i guess like when i have like my most like modest thoughts like anyone like doing this like anyone yeah yeah. Yeah. and especially now there's so many people that care about like asian media and these Mm -hmm. type of stories Mm -hmm. but um so i guess in that sense i feel like i'm lucky enough to be able to actually do it Mm -hmm. but then conversely i'm like but i'm doing all the work (laughs) so it's kind of weird yeah it's kind of a weird dichotomy so how about more into like the future and what you see in the media? Like mm. like you said now, it's like, oh, it's about Asian media. But I'm sure we all kind of dream or hope one day it isn't really just about being Asian. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just anyone who's cool or happening. Like what are your thoughts on, you know, working in media? Or what do you hope to see or what do you hope to make next? Um. Well, like we were saying before, mm. me and my brother want to start our own thing. Yep, yeah. And a lot of that is, um, a lot of our goal with that is to put on different voices and tell stories in their voice. Because mm-hmm. I still feel like, like when you read like an Asian media article, it's written in a very like homogenous type of way. Mm-hmm. Like it's written very much like, let us explain to you what this means and that mm-hmm. means and why yeah. this is important. Um. So I just hope, or I'm looking forward to in the future where this stuff comes to be more normalized. It can be from a point of view where it's like, I think this is awesome. And this is my personal experience with it as opposed to still having to like intro it to yeah. people. So and yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's one thing I hope in the future. It just mm-hmm. becomes like, I hope, it feels like people are getting on board with it. But mm-hmm. in the fact that this isn't a niche, like this can be enjoyed by everyone because it's designed to be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So I hope that, People just kind of pick up on that, yeah, and just become as enthusiastic about it as I am. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you think about things like Netflix? Um, you know how they are Korean dramas are being so accessible now, and you know with the crazy success of Squid Game and all that. Like, how do you see things changing? I mean, it's already changed a lot. Um, yeah, I think it's huge. Well, as as a cultural ambassador, I love Netflix. <laughs> I, lo- I watch Netflix every night. Um, <laughs> every oh, night. Every night. Stream Netflix all the time. Andrew, you still watch it. Um, I think it's great. I think it's definitely, I don't know, I sometimes think like there's a part of me that wants to have the experiences I've had and wants to have my point of view, but also not be out of touch with how younger people think, especially around this stuff. It feels like, let's say if like kids who are 20 and stuff, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily view it as like Asian media anymore. Yeah. Or like, or like Jenny from Blackpink is the K-pop singer. She's just the from Blackpink. Yeah, yeah, for the pop singer. She's just the biggest right? star yeah. right now. Um, so I feel like it's definitely becoming more normalized a lot quicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is, which I think is great. And especially because Korean stuff is so accessible and so like enjoyable to watch. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. like, it's cool that that's like the media that's kind of getting everyone into mm-hmm. seeing those faces more yeah. in content and stuff. Yeah, so overall, I think it's great. And I think it's definitely, um, it, feel, it, it feels really fresh. And it feels like, it feels fresh that now like 
the like pop culture conversation are revolving around these type of voices and faces more yeah personally for me like i love how like these tv shows and movies like parasite and like squid game they're doing so well um just i love how like they are just like it's like speaking how do i explain it it's like it's just korean or asian or whatever it is it's not like trying to like americanize it and then trying to like make do well in america because like before this like a lot of korean artists would try and break into yeah the u.s market like for i don't know if you know but like wonder girls they try to do it cl try to do it Mm -hmm. um like even like i Um. mean like i can't think of any right now but like and a lot of them didn't do as well but then now like with bts and all that they all sing i mean bts sing in english but like they're they're doing well just being being them them, yeah without and that's working to to america yeah Yeah. exactly and i think that's really cool we know it's surreal i didn't know that there was like a dub of squid game i heard about this yeah yeah yeah. i I didn't watch the dub and i find it so strange that people would watch the dub not in a way why do they even have a dub (laughs) i think i also feel bad because you know that's maybe their way sorry but i feel bad for even saying that them but maybe it's their way to as an intro into the culture it's like honey soy chicken like it's the intro into the culture and if you prefer that then that's fine you know yeah that's your thing yeah 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 like like yeah it's because i i I get it it's all good yeah 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 it's okay listen if you like honey soy chicken squid game dub it's cool like it's fine the English yeah. version of K-pop song. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just, I don't know, I always find it real when it's like a real life thing. Yeah. Like watching someone's face, but it's not their voice. Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah it just doesn't match. It's strange. Like, I don't it's mind really if it's weird. like anime or like a cartoon. watching French stuff or, you know, you know, European films or whatever, you still wouldn't watch the dumbed version. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, I just, yeah. But, yeah. but thanks to Netflix for providing the dub. <laughs> Because it was Ma- funny. Amazing service. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you, if you can't read you can't, yeah, maybe not. fast, like the subtitles. But you want to see talking. death yeah. games? You want to see, like, people getting murdered? Yeah. yeah all the same? Yeah. Uh, that's so funny. funny. I'm glad we finally got to um, talk about Squid Game because I made Rox <laughs> watch it, like, in three days. I did, and I was I like, Rox, you have to watch Squid Game because it's... I did. We need to talk about it on our podcast. <laughs> but, yeah. What do you think? <laughs> I felt... I don't know if I can say it. Can I say anything? Say it. Am I going to ruin it? Well, spoiler. Spoiler alert. Don't watch. Well, I really liked all the episodes. Like I I liked the whole thing. It was very um, binge worthy. I had to watch, I think, two or three episodes in once because there was one cliffhanger that was crazy and it was just like, oh, my God. The tug of war scene. I was like, I need to keep watching this. And then – but the ending was really – it was took me by surprise, I guess. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was really, it was really good. Oh, yeah, like it was the, very original. The story was very original. You mean the grandpa? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put, a, I'll put a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that one. I was like, what? What the hell? Yeah, I had no idea. And then, yeah, I really wish. Oh, I can't. Maybe I can't say it here. Maybe no, I just say it. it out. I'll, I put a spoiler. Okay. Down. Well, I really wish he saw his daughter. I just didn't understand. Yeah. What did you think? Oh. Like, what did you guys think? I was like, get on the plane. Like, to see your daughter first. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> mm. I'm glad he wants to take down the squid game. 
Yeah. And I'm also like, go to America first. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, those psychology like games or tests or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like if you if that if you could save like one person's life mm-hmm. versus like 500 people's lives like who would you that's like, true what would you say it could yep. have been okay. like that sort of that's thing true. that's true yeah, yeah. you're right too because that's why he didn't spend any of mm. yeah the but money. the daughter never got to see his red hair <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> super <laughs> red hair yeah. hey, what, what that was random that's, yeah i wonder why maybe we find what out in the next season <sighs> it's really red too i just thought it's it was really like bright. a brand new guy he's like I've changed. I got it's red like hair now. Bright Is red. it meant to represent something like um, it looked like weird. Joker? He's a new man. Yeah, maybe it made him look older. Yeah. Yeah, because he looked quite youthful throughout yeah, yeah. the movie, except the look, series. Yeah. It made him look a bit paler. <laughs> yeah, me. it did. Yeah, <laughs> such an abrasive red. Well, do you know he's like one of the biggest Korean actors? Yeah. Before already. Already, oh, wow. he always plays like really good roles. He's like. He was really good. A class like, like his, actor. His expressions. Yeah. Were just, but even just episode one, I was like, wow, he's really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he never plays that sort of like loser role. Yeah. So that was why for the Korean audience, yeah. it was shocking because oh. he's playing this like pathetic loser role and you don't see him ever play that role. Yeah. So that was really interesting as well. Like, have, yeah, yeah, seeing that sort of character come out I, of him. Oh. I think the last, I remember he was in Assassination, right? Do you remember that movie? Where it was about like the Japanese. It's always about like. Is it gangster? <laughs> gangster. That it was like set in that time where they were like Korean revolutionaries. Yeah. It's got that actress from My Sassy Girl in it. Do you remember? Oh, and, and um, he was kinda, Yeah. Yeah. And he was kind of like a Japanese sympathizer. Do you remember I that? I didn't watch it. Oh, I watched it. Yeah. That was like, and he was like a really hard guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He normally I saw him plays with, like, those roles. Goofy smile. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's the same guy. Yeah, yeah. I was actually listening to a podcast yesterday about Squid Game. Like, it's. Did you know, like, there's a huge debt problem in Korea? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So it is reflecting. Yeah, so that's why it's it's a bit crazy because, like, mm. that's what the movie is based yeah. off. Like, people in so yeah. much bad debt in Korea. Yeah. It's like and a real gambling thing. Is such yeah. a big deal. Yeah. So, like, even when he was betting on horses, I was just like, whoa. It's why is it? It just I don't know how to say this, but. Horse racing is huge in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. So every Wednesdays and Sundays, um, people can bet horses. And um, there's, you know, it's kind of like the TAB of Hong Kong and it's like the Hong Kong Jockey Club and, you know, all these local old, like, you kind of associate it with, like, you know, older men <laughs> who yeah. are, like, betting on these horses. But, you know, people get addicted and it ruins lives, you know. Yeah. So. It's just crazy to, but him acting that out was like, wow, it's very, um, you can see how real it is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, They played up the desperation. Yeah. Not played up, but they reflected that very intensely. Yeah. That disparity between like the have and have nots. Yeah. Um, But that being said, I've liked all the online talk about like, the rich people, the rich white guys acting. Yeah. Yeah. What what, what is this? I don't know. Everyone's like, it's terrible. Oh my god! Yeah, I said yeah. this as well. Um, yeah, I was thinking that too, especially because like you know the guy behind the mask, yeah. Kim Byung Won. Yeah, he's like another huge actor in Korea. The guy behind the mask. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I started watching something old of his. Yeah. After that. Oh right, yeah. he's yeah. like huge. That's why that was another like big sort of twist mm-hmm. when he took off the mask. You're like, oh, yeah, like such huge. a big actor mm-hmm. playing that role. So you have all these like the best actors in Korea, like. Yeah take you know doing these roles and then you have the 
white people. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's They're that so bad. Person? They're like literally know. just and like reading the script. And, yeah. like, and maybe Super because bad. of the way they acted or looked, I didn't believe they were rich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. not a billionaire. Yeah. yeah and they yeah, didn't. Yeah. They were like that dangerous. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, they weren't killing the people. I don't know. Yeah. It just didn't. Yeah. yeah. And they shouldn't have even. Ha- I don't know. But it's rem- just so. But fake. I feel like Squid Game is also like it's created by Koreans, and I feel like the Korean audience would buy it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. True. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, true. but then true. the Aussie, Korean or Asians were like, mm. "Oh my god, what the hell? Yeah, no yeah, one yeah, talks like that. Yeah, no one. <laughs> but if I was in a show like Squid Game, that would be the role I want. What, which the white the guy? White guy? Yeah, just like the rich person, like really? the, the, the oh, rich. I, yeah, because yeah. I want to ham it up. <laughs> I want to be like, show me, like, bring me the wine. Like, I want to be that actor. Are you gonna you know be I mean? the guy that's like? The guy gets naked. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah, not that guy. Oh God, there's so many spoilers. Yeah, oh yeah any of the other guys. Um, oh my God. So go back. I think it's great. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Well, I feel like we've talked for quite a bit now. Yeah. I think like. <laughs> Big Squid Game talk. <laughs> I thought like something that could be nice to um, sort of end with is like if you could have anything, you know, for all the sort of creative people out there or people who don't identify themselves as creatives, do you have anything you want to say to them like give advice or what's funny about this question is this is the question i always end my interviews on <laughs> oh yeah. yeah yeah so you guys got it i always just feel like it's important like if people who are like yeah when people read they'd be like mm-hmm. you want that either <laughs> advice or encouragement yeah. from that person i'm now i'm in that position yes mm-hmm. no, but i want to know yeah. for myself as well oh, yeah. <laughs> like question for me yeah. <laughs> um, tell me please <laughs> i don't know i feel like probably a few things i guess one kind of theme we've been talking about is this stuff's always better with the people because mm-hmm. i guess like doing creative stuff can be inherently like a soloist endeavor mm-hmm. but it's always better to be doing it with people or have people just as support systems like mm-hmm. it just makes everything about this easier mm-hmm. and just more motivating um and i know it sounds so cliche but just do it like, and like do the creative just thing. Do it. Yeah, just yeah. do it. Like start a podcast. Yeah, just yeah. do it. Because <laughs> there's literally like so many ways to start something now. Okay, so for someone who wants to do it, but they just don't even know where to begin. Do you have any tips? Because um, that's the hardest part. Yeah. The actual like, yeah. you know, mustering mm. up the like courage all these and energy to and, do um, it. Yeah. I guess figure out why you really want to do something, mm-hmm. I think is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong answer. Yeah. But figuring out why you want to do something, mm. it can make a lot of decisions later easier. Yeah. So let's say for me, in the last couple of years, I've realized I love telling stories. Like I love mm. telling other people's stories. I love mm-hmm. interviewing people and finding things out. Mm-hmm. about other people and expressing that to like the world or larger audience yeah so that makes a lot of decisions now easier and why do you think you want to do wait, sorry so what is your why like you like telling stories yeah but why i think it just <laughs> i think it just gives me a sense of satisfaction like mm-hmm. when i do it stuff like some of those challenges we we're talking about earlier mm-hmm. don't come to mind at all 
I'm like, I'm so happy this is out there. Mm. And like, I'm so happy that I got to tell this story and mm. I'm a part of that. Like, selfishly. Like, if you look up my name with that, I'm a part of that. Mm. And that makes me feel very satisfied. That's interesting. Because you did say like, if there's one word to describe you, it's a storyteller. Yeah. Mm. Pre-podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah pre-podcast. We were pouring before the tea. This episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, stuff like that. Once you figure that stuff out, and that took me a while. Like, I feel mm. like, especially now with online, you see a lot of young people and kids getting success really early. Yeah. And that can make you, make you feel a type it's of really way. really glamorized as well. Yeah. But they're like one in a million. You yeah. can just feel like yeah. there's heaps of them because yeah. you're seeing them all. Yeah. And then because mm-hmm. the algorithm attracts them to you. Yeah. Because <laughs> the, the algorithm attracts them to you. It feels like, oh, all these young, every young person is doing well. Yeah. Mm. It's only a few. Yeah, it's only yeah. a few. Yeah. So so they might be working really they're probably working really hard at that as well right yeah um so yeah yeah they're yeah, probably working like but they make it seem so effortless yeah. but it's probably <laughs> not it's not right um yeah so i guess figure out why you want to do things and then just say yes a lot or just like kind of follow your gut and just like be aware that there are going to be hard times but if you figure out why you want to do it those hard times don't seem so yeah. hard. Yeah. Because yeah. there have been some times where I've been like up at like 3 a.m. writing an article. I'm mm. like, oh, I'm so tired. Mm. But yeah. but the decision was easy. I'm like, I want to do this. So I'll just mm-hmm. do it. But mm. if you don't know why you're doing it, mm-hmm. that can seem like murder. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I'm so tired. Yeah. yeah. You're figuring out your why is so important. Yeah. yeah. Um, because if you don't, yeah, you just kind of like, when it does get, you know, the waters get rough, you're like, why am I doing this? Like, <laughs> yeah. this is this so, even worth yeah, it? This yeah, this is not good for my body or whatever. Like, yeah. I'm tired or whatever. But figuring out your why, it's like your compass yeah. that can direct you to the right, yeah. in the right direction. The right True way. north. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's my main thing. And I think a mm. lot of people, um, I think a lot of people struggle with that, which mm. makes sense because it's, it's a big world. You can do, you can do anything really. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah. That's my main advice. Yeah, figuring out your why. Yeah, nice. Love that. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Pretty good. I just, I wasn't even, even when I said that, I was like, oh, I made that up. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like, like oh, well, that's yeah. pretty good. I was yeah. like, yeah, figure out your why. That's it's really good. interesting. Even me and Rox, we discover things about ourselves, like while yeah. talking about it, like things yeah. that we don't ever talk about, we talk about it here. Yeah. yeah. And then we reflect back. Sometimes like after recording, we'll like message each other and be like, Hey, so you know how we said this? Yeah. I learned that. Da, 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 da. Yeah, we do that, right? It's weird reflecting also with, um, you know, because me and Jules don't know each other that well either. So it's trying to explain or and also reflect about yourself or how you think about something. And then you're like, oh, wow, I, I learned something about myself through talking to you yeah. or talking to you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Yes. Once out in the world. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's you the, can reflect yeah. upon what you said. <laughs> yeah, 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 when you're like watching it on YouTube or yeah. listening yeah. it to on Spotify. I'm starting to realize I'm like very inherently corny. <laughs> corny? Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm not. just very sen- not. I wouldn't say I'm sentimental. Where like I'm looking back in the past. Well, but you're I'm, a storyteller. I am yeah. a storyteller. That's wow. right. So it's, nice. it's useful. Yeah. But I just realized it. I'm very like <laughs> this is awesome. I'm like, oh my god, you have to check this out. Yeah. <laughs> I love that energy. I think we need, like, I think you were just advising us about just the way we speak or the tones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're definitely learning on our side. We learned heaps 
today. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Well, how did how was it? Like, how was your experience? <laughs> like, <laughs> I just want to know, like, how was, I, I'm cu- genuinely curious, like, how was the whole ex- recording experience? Um, it was great. It was definitely well. I Is could, it what you expected? Because by the that way, the we didn't even <laughs> we didn't like plan anything. No, but yeah, we just like kind of freeballed it <laughs> from really a couple did. days earlier. Um, I don't know. Well, it's hard because I was saying before it's odd for me being on the other side. Yeah. So, but the fact that it went by really quickly mm-hmm. and really like time flew, flew yeah. by recording. Yeah, it yeah. didn't feel like that long at all. But how long are we talking? Probably like an hour or something. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. 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 It felt really quick. Um, means that was good. I guess it means that it was very um. What's the word? Like I wasn't. Sometimes I wasn't aware we were podcasting. It felt like uh, we were talking. Yeah, Conver- yeah, yeah, just yeah conversation. The conversation. Yeah, well, which is very that's good. good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe for our audience, can you maybe plug yourself in? Like, where can they find? Yeah, you? Where, how can they, how can they read find your, your work? stuff? What do you? Yeah, what do you want to share? Shoutouts, <laughs> plugs. <laughs> let the people know. Um. So first off, um, you can follow me at Andy's Friends, A-N-D-Y-S. Oh, don't worry, I'll put it. I'll, I'll put the bottom. I'll, no, I'll put like captions in. Boop. Oh, do you yeah. have the clicking sound, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, I yeah, yeah. I noticed, yeah. Because I, I was doing work while listening, while having it on. Yeah, I like do a monitor. I'm like, am I clicking on something? And I really click, click. That's my That's cute. It's clever. Yeah, so that on Instagram. I also have a Twitter that doesn't have a lot of followers. Okay. But you can follow that too because sometimes I update it. And I should update it more, mm-hmm. especially okay. as a content creator. Twitter is really important. Okay. But I feel like a we lot of. Open the Twitter then. Yeah, we we should get on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I'm really bad at it though. I'm yeah. really bad at that's Twitter. That's my yeah. That's the worst. Like, yeah, it's not the tricky. Worst, I'm not that good at Twitter. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. It's a whole different like it is. type of language and like mm-hmm. different world. But I'm on there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Also, you can check out a lot of my written articles are at Life at Andy. Mm-hmm under the mad love section yeah. so just have explore down have a scroll mm-hmm. i've done a lot of video written interviews and you can kind of get a scope of what i do and hopefully you find it cool mm-hmm. and if you do find it cool um how can they reach out to you they can reach out to me so my email you can if you want if you want my <laughs> email. email yeah in terms of if you want to actually like pitch something to me an email is always handy um it's andrewy24 mm-hmm. at gmail.com yeah but even though you can just dm me just DM on me on Instagram or something, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and especially if you think you have a cool idea or have any like uh, want any further questions or advice, or just want to reach out, I just want to just chat. Just chat, please. I'm an open book. We're I'll, all about the support system. Yeah, I'll try and help you as much as I can. Or if you, yeah, like saying before, if you want to pitch something, you think like this is a really really what cool story. P- pitching like someone has a story that they w- want you to right. write. Yeah, mm-hmm. or want me like, Cover. we want coverage on this, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Especially now that I'm at this point, mm-hmm. I do get that, oh, I don't want to say a fair bit, but I get. I do get it. That's <laughs> cool. Yeah, That's which is cool because it means that I like, mm-hmm. sometimes now that like, I don't have to chase, like they yeah, chase me. Oh. Yeah, oh. but that's, that's <laughs> cool because it means that like that legwork's done. Oh my yeah, God, yeah, thank yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have anything like that, you think it's cool. Or even if you have a story and want to do it yourself by looking where to publish it or something like that. Hopefully I can put push you in the right direction or something like mm, that. So please reach cool. out. And Yellow Belly TV, do you want to plug that in? You can plug Yellow Belly TV. So we have a food Instagram. 
um, me and my brother and one of our friends run. Um, and we just re- really facetiously review food, but also really earnestly. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, we're very much about the mid to low level eating, but talking about like it's fine dining. Love that. Yeah, <laughs> Love that very too. much too. Our DP is IU eating, like stuffing her face. Like that's oh, the DP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hopefully um, at the end of the year, it might be something more legitimate. Ooh. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> And like okay. saying before, hopefully you can come back in here and talk about it, me yeah. and Chris. Um, but that's stay tuned. That's still in the works. Mm-hmm. But we'll figure it out. Yeah. We're looking forward to Excited, it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Can't wait. I don't know I what's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on Asian Soup Podcast. Um, it was amazing. You're our first podcast guest ever. Um, yeah. I yeah, feel just very so lucky. <laughs> Even though we've been talking about that a lot, I it's feel lucky. We, yeah. are, we lucky. are lucky. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, awesome. thank you for joining us, and hopefully you can come back on the show. Yeah, give us updates on Yellow Belly TV and all the other things that yeah. you're working on. Yeah, I'd love um, to. <laughs> well, cool. Thanks for watching, guys, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye.